Hey everyone, Mia Paulus here with the Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to position your brand for success, but uh, it's actually going to be fun and fun. It's just be fun to talk about. I can't tell you how many times I've had this topic, heard this topic talked about, and it just was boring and you're like, it, it was not even exciting. And as a visionary and a founder, like of a company, like I want it, this, to, this should be a fun, exciting topic. And it's oftentimes not. So let's cue up the music and then we'll go ahead and get started. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Business and life made simple. Okay, so on Tuesday, I talked about a branding guide and the importance of a branding guide and what it was. And uh, and now I'm going to talk about more of how to position your brand in the market. And this could be a full day course if I wanted to. It's such a broad topic. So I just want to get to some points that I'm passionate about and just hopefully give you a few nuggets that you can take away and and get you kind of excited about that realm again, if it's something that you really haven't thought about. And when you think about your brand and how it's positioned in your in the market, uh, it's, it's, you know, how do you want to be represented by your customers? How do they want them to think about you, feel about you, um, experience your journey that you're giving them? Um, it's important to think through that. And uh, sometimes I think we take marketing and we're always so analytical. Some people can be very analytical with it. And, okay, this is the exact formula and, and the words they said to use and all these things. And so we need to, but I want you to actually be able to feel it and put yourself in the in your customer's shoes and visualize it and spend that time doing that. And, uh, and really start to think like, what is it that my customer, I want them to feel from my company. And, and that's really what you need to build a strategy around. And um, otherwise, what's going to happen is if you don't do it, your competitors will create the story for you. Um, the internet will create the story for you. So you need to go out there and visualize what it should be like, and then go and create that story online. And um, a while back, I read a book and uh, it was, I didn't, I probably agreed with about 80% in the book. And that's probably about every book I read. I'm like, oh, I'll take this 80%. I'll throw out this 20. But it was called They Ask You Answer. And it was a great book because it made me realize like the whole goal is all of us as companies are media companies. Our goal is to answer every question, objection, um, anything that you've ever heard a customer ask you should be on your website, on your FAQs, through videos, on your social. Like you just need to c- create so much content around what you um, believe, what you're, you know, I, I talk a lot about your purpose, your values, and your vision statements. Like you need to talk about those things and, and they need to know how you're different and uh, and know what you stand for. And all those things, all those elements go into it. So I'm not going to spend time on your purpose statement, like why you do what you do, your values, what you stand for, and your vision statement of where you plan to go. In this live, I've talked about it before, but just know that those are prerequisites to actually building your brand strategy. You have to know those foundational elements of your company to be able to get to this step. Because those elements are really like the why you're in business and and how you achieve the why. But your brand strategy and your position is really like what you're doing and how you achieve what you do and and um, and understanding the the space that you're in. Uh, you probably have heard a lot about like the red ocean and the blue ocean and the concept behind that. If you're you know do a lot with marketing, that's a very common concept. And uh, the red ocean is red because there's a lot of blood. All the sharks are eating each other. And the blue ocean is blue because it's just you and your business and 
and um, you're not having it's not just business eating business like you're you're um, learning to to work with others like you complement people in your space so you can work together um, you have your niche and, and so you're able to create that blue ocean space so it's important to know like what your blue ocean is in your company and I'll give you an example of our company I, I did a lot of uh, just research and, and just not research really because it's always been my vision but like how do I how do I take what's in my head and and verbally represent that to the world so they understand it? And that is hard because if you've ever read the Simon Sinek Start With Why book, like you're working on the, the I can't remember what part of the brain. It's obviously not the frontal lobe, but um, the the part of your brain that um, it's it's hard to articulate. You can feel it, but you can't articulate it into words. And and so it takes a lot of effort and energy to to know how to articulate what you're feeling. And so that's why it, it's, it, you need to feel it. You just can't go through steps and say, oh, I got, I got my, um, my outcome that I wanted. And so for like us, we use a word called team sourcing. Like, so we're in the business space um, and specifically the outsourcing space. But I was like, okay, we're not virtual assistants. We're way different than that. We're not a business process outsourcing company like a call center. We're different than that. We're not a freelance company. You know, we we implement a lot of people, process, and technology, and we're one outsourcing company that is always looking to automate, systematize as much as we can for clients. And that's kind of the space that we're we're headed in. And um, and so we created this concept called team sourcing. And uh, and so we've run ads where team sourcing is the new virtual assistant or the new virtual receptionist, or, you know, it's really um, different than um, those spaces. And we're showing that we're different. And, um, and so it's the, um, in, uh, I've, let me actually, I have the book here. So this book, uh, Expert Secrets, I've probably read, read like four or five times. It's by Russell Brunson. And uh, a few years back, I started to really get passionate about marketing and loved reading books around marketing. And uh, my background's in accounting. But as I wanted to continue to grow and scale my company. Um, I wanted to really understand marketing because we organically grew for the last 10, 15 years and and um, trying to build the model, understand it. And then I also was raising a family, had three kids. So it was just, it was just not the time to grow it fast. But over the last few years, it's like, okay, it's time. It's time to, the world needs this. It's time for me to get this out to the market. And so I was reading this, this book and um and he talks a lot about like a new opportunity versus like an improvement offer and uh, and how important that is because people, um, they just don't want something to be better. They want it to be different because people like to have an increase in status and be like, hey, look, I'm using this. Like people can come and say, hey, I'm using this team sourcing concept. You should fire your VA. Like that was that was the, the thought process I was going through is like, how can I create something different within the same space? And, uh, and it's our job to continue to show the customer why we're different. Um, and, and where I'm always analyzing, like when we add a service or we um, tell somebody that we can't do a service, like how is that going to affect the image that we're, we're trying to create? And, and so once you understand how you're positioning yourself to be different, you have to put everything you do to the test and everybody in your, in your company needs to put it to the test. So that's why it's a critical thing to to do. Um, so my journey over the last few years of reading uh, more internet marketing type books or more, I would say, non-traditional marketing books um, like this one. And, um, you know, you, you Dean Gossierosi, Brendan Bichard, uh, there's a lot of different people in that space. And then I, I feel like there's like that space of marketing. And then like, you know, Amy Porterfield, I don't could list more like in that space. And then you have this space of like, 
of traditional marketing agencies and uh, more traditional marketing. And and uh, it's interesting because I was before I ever do a live like this one, I always try to get my thoughts down first, and then I'll go to the internet to see what everybody else is saying about it. So I, after I got my thoughts down, I went and I typed in how to um, brand, uh, what, what am I talking about here? Brand position, how to position your brand for success. That's the actual title. And, uh, and I type it in and there's all these blogs and they're so boring. And it's all about like, you know, create your brand position statement. And it's all about just creating that statement and not actually feeling what you're doing in your company. And that's what I feel like a lot of times we're missing. We're missing that spark and that fire that, that gets you to create. Yeah. You need those tactical elements and those foundational elements, but but um, you want it to be fun. Like if you're not having fun through your, your company, um, it you got to figure out how to how to change it. Because if you're, it um, how can you feel intrinsically feel what you're doing and get excited about it? Get other people to rally behind it. Because you as the founder or the visionary, like you have to feel that. And uh, when I get out of that element, when I'm doing too much CEO stuff or that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to get back in my zone because it's like my brain starts to crumble and cr- and uh, collapse on itself when I can't stay in that zone. So, um, so that's that's um, my point being is is don't get so caught up in like when, when you're researching some of these topics and and you start the more you research, the more you realize how everybody says different things and different angles. You know, it's just having some framework to go off of. And, uh, and I really enjoyed this expert secrets book. And uh, in it, he talks about kind of your your niche that you need to get in. you have your like your core market with which is health, wealth and relationships. And then like a sub market, which could be, um, let's say you're in health, it could be nutrition. Um, and then if you're a niche, it could be high fat diets or something, you know what I mean? Like, and I think about like the fitness industry and how saturated that is, but the only, it doesn't mean you can't be successful in it. It just means you have to figure out your niche. Like nobody can replicate who you are and replicate the people in your organization and nobody can replicate your, your mind and your thoughts. So you can be unique in a market. You just have to figure out what that is and make sure that that is, um, is again, giving people fulfilling their needs. So uh, I always, Russell talks about like health, wealth, and relationships as far as like figuring out what category you're in. And I always like to also think about, is it creating time, money, or joy for um, in your in your niche as well? Like our company actually solves all three of those, time, money, and joy. And, uh, and so I just want to read this uh, in the book. It talks about, he says, you, you want to create a message that will complement the other players in your market, not compete with them. If you do this correctly, all your big competitors will almost instantly become your best partners. And, um, and I thought about that. I actually struggle with that part of the book because it's like, how do you do that? How do you make it to where you're not isolating other people? And and I've actually started to experience that with us recently where, you know, we do marketing and other things, but we're actually starting to attract a lot of marketing agencies that need help. And it's not about doing everything or getting every, like there's enough business out there for everybody. Like there's this abundance mentality. And I, and I realized like they offer something to their clients that I can't offer because they might be niched in a certain way or, and, and so we can actually be a support for them and we can help them and, and grow. And, and so it's interesting as you just grow and evolve your company, you start to figure all that out. And so don't feel like you have to have everything figured out day one. It's going to grow and evolve. And, and um, I hate the word mature. I was going to use the word mature, but I'm not um, and innovate along the way. And, uh, and so that's important. All right. So another way to think about your brand position is like of like equity. 
of a company or how much equity you have in the industry that you're in. And obviously, the bigger piece of that industry you have, the more brand awareness you have, the bigger brand strategy you have. So think about, I think about like my background is accounting, right? So I think about equity in a company, the more equity you have in the company, the more ownership you have in that, right? And so in an industry, if you have a big, big pie, let's say, let's take it from like a pie analogy. If you have a big pie and you're, and you only own just a sliver of that big, big pie, you know, you don't have a lot of brand awareness or brand positioning. And so the only way to do that is really maybe sh- is shrink that pie. And the way you do that is by niching, right? Niching where you're at, uh, what you do. And so that's where um, you now can own a bigger part of that. Like for us with team sourcing, like it works really well the ads we run because it's so different. Nobody else does it in the way that we do. And people are like, come to us and be like, I've been looking for a concept like yours. Like they can't tell you how many times we hear that. And um, and so it's 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 something new that's out there that they haven't heard of, and uh, and so right now we do own the whole piece of that pie. Um, it uh, because we've taken ourselves out of that traditional outsourcing niche and put it in our own, and so we have a whole different pie that we're working off of. Um, so that's just a, another way to kind of think about it. And a lot of times when you think about like, well, how am I different? A lot of people throw out, oh, I we're, we have quality and good customer service. And like, those are such awful platitudes that people use in business that like, I don't want to ever hear again, like that is a requirement for doing business. So what is it that makes you unique? And it requires you to go deep in yourself and understand who you are. So if people want authentic authenticity as a company, you can't fake it, you got to really understand who you are and and understand what the foundational elements of your company are. And, uh, and then you can springboard off of that. And, um, and I talk about once you know those foundational elements, then that's where it gets fun on how you position yourself in that in in the market, right? And that's going to change what you do can and will will change as, as the market and the world evolves. So um, I talk about being, um, being agile first, and and that revolves around like simplifying your messaging, simplifying how you position yourself and and be willing to shift and adapt to the changing world. Um, So that's the first thing is being agile to to position your brand. The second one is being, I say, be smart. And what I mean by that is, is be willing to innovate and and try new things and change and, and, um, and that position of your, like I said, like the position of your brand is what you do and how you do it. And and that needs to be willing to be able to be adaptive and change. And then you need to make sure you get that that message out to the world and be present with all of those people you serve. So once you understand who you are, and if you think about, you want to obviously analyze who you are now and say, am I on brand? Like, am I doing what I feel like it needs to feel like? And if you aren't, how do you change to what it, you feel like it needs to be? And then how do you get that message out to the world? And uh, and so those are just critical thought processes to, to make sure that you're you're hitting on and, um, and analyzing. And um, okay, so there was one other thing that I wanted to, oh, I know I want to talk about is competition. So with your competition, uh, so many people get hung up on analyzing their competition, what they're doing. And it, it is important when you're trying to figure out where you want to position your brand to research your competition and understand them. However, I don't want you to get so caught up on them that you try to become them, that you don't want to become, be your unique self and trust your unique self. Trust that people want to be what you're going to give them. Like, obviously not trust. Like, you need to make sure that you've done some market research to know that people actually want that. But there's people out there that are, 
um, there's only one you, one personality of you, one company that makes up all of the employees and the culture and and your vision and your values, like all that helps define who your company is and niches you more and more. So don't downplay those elements. So I just want to put that out there that although it's important to understand who your competition is, like don't get so caught up of it up in it that it debilitates you. So that's really what I wanted to really hone on. So brand positioning, like I said, is something that's very broad. But at the end of the day, you just need to understand, you need to ask the element the elements like who what, for whom, you know, what is needed, um, who are you going against so that you make sure that you're putting yourself into more of a blue ocean, people that you can also work with and collaborate with and compliment that are in that blue ocean with you. And partnerships are great. Um, you can go further faster with partnerships. So don't downplay um, partnership aspects. Uh, you don't have to go at this all alone. So I think we've been kind of taught with social media, we're very isolated and, um, in a communication because it's just, you know, you feel like you're part of a community, but there's not a lot of that emotional connection. And then with the whole freelance virtual assistant movement, like there's just a lot of siloed people, solopreneurs, like it's just, it's just this massive trend right now. But I think we're still missing the mark of community and feeling engaged. And, and so don't, don't downplay the partnership aspect. It's a great way to get that community feel that we all need and that emotional connection that we all need. So all right, that's it. I just wanted, this is a really broad topic, but I just wanted to kind of go and just hit some elements that I'm passionate about. And hopefully you can take a couple nuggets that maybe resonated with you. Don't feel overwhelmed by it. Just say, okay, this resonated with me and then go take action on that. So um, that's all I have for you guys today. I will um, see you guys next week. Uh, I just need to figure out how to toggle back to my outro here. So, okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye guys. No, it doesn't have to be so hard No, it doesn't have to be so hard Business and life made simple